0: All right. So hopefully you've already listened to the previous episode with uh, my friend and team member at Entourage Carol Hines. Carol was introducing the soap method of of Bible study, and now she's going to walk through uh, what that looks like using a passage of scripture. I would encourage you to listen intently to this because what she is going to teach you, the framework of what she's going to teach you is something that you can use every day for the rest of your life.
1: Uh, So with that, Carol Hines. Okay, well, um, to set us off for our John and June study, which will be a soap study every Monday here at noon at the ministry house, um, I, I read through John chapter one. And, um, whenever we do a SOAP study, we are looking to read a passage to select a scripture. That is our S in the SOAP. Um, what is that? An anagram (laughs) acronym? There we go. S is scripture. So you're looking for one or two verses of scripture that jump out, you jump out at you from the passage that you're reading. Um, and so John chapter one, I chose, um, verse 48. Um, and and John one forty eight says Nathaniel said to Jesus how do you know me and Jesus answered and said to him before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree I saw you and so this morning as I was reading uh, John chapter one I was just looking for um, something that stood out to me that that God wanted to highlight and I, I one or two other verses also stuck out because John is just excellent and full of good stuff. Um, but, but this is the one that, that I chose in my observation, which is the O in our soap. What, what is acronym. The acronym. There we go. <laughs> acronym. I keep wanting to call it an analogy is that, um, Jesus was gathering his disciples before his ministry began and he was in Galilee <clears throat> and he had yet to do any miracles, but, um, his omniscience was already there because he was already Holy God. And so whenever we're looking at whatever passage of scripture we're studying, we are looking to make an observation to give some context to the verse that we're studying so that maybe a couple of days later or a month later or a couple of years later, you can go back and you can um, see if you just find your journal for this verse, you know, what the context was without reading back through it. And, and you can kind of put the same filter lenses on that you were reading it in that day. So the A in our soap is, um, application. So this is where it really, we're really looking for it to apply to our life. Um, and what can we learn from this, uh, scripture? And so my application for this was that Jesus knew Nathaniel before Nathaniel knew Jesus. And, um, Jesus had referenced a quiet moment of Nathaniel's between Nathanael and the Lord whenever Jesus introduced himself to Nathanael. So the context of this is that Jesus was walking into Galilee with Philip. And um, Philip calls out to Nathanael and says, Behold, we have found the Messiah. This is Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathanael said um, something sassy, like, Can anything decent come out of Nazareth or something like that? And Jesus said, I know you, um, you are Nathanael, a true Israelite and in, um, in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael says, how do you know me? And Jesus answered, um, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, which is not referenced before, I saw you. And um, that is just so special to me because I can envision Nathanael sitting under a fig tree, having a quiet moment with the Lord um the the father god because he doesn't know that messiah is walking into his town and he's having this quiet moment with father god and then here comes a man with his friend who his friend introduces and this man says i saw you under that fig tree in your quiet time and here's nathaniel going i was talking with the lord at that point and you knew that no one else would know that that moves me to faith and um so nathaniel did become a disciple of the lord and it was because uh, Jesus had seen him, and um, that moved Nathaniel um, to faith in in Christ. And then <laughs> Jesus, he says, uh, Nathaniel says, "Behold, you are the Son of God." And Jesus was like, "Do you believe because I knew your name?" <laughs> and he said, "You'll see much greater, many greater works than this," or something kind of kind of sassy back to him. And so they had that fun little exchange. But, um, to finish my application was, um, <clears throat> this was specific enough that the Lord had seen him, uh, that Nathaniel was moved to discipleship. Um, the same Lord knows me and is present in every quiet moment I spend with him. And my true application is that, um, Oh, that I would not be surprised when I stand in his physical presence someday. And he references these times. And, um, my prayer is thank you, Lord, for knowing me and seeing me and loving me and always being present with me. And may I never forget or be surprised by your glorious presence. And so that is the, the final part of the soap is, um, just to lay your heart out before the Lord in prayer and, um, just kind of have something that you can keep in your mind throughout the day or the night, um, just as a prayer to God. But, um. It, it's always crazy to me to go back through journals and just find applications and prayers and um, see how God has answered specific and wide prayers um, in his time, you know, and just changed my heart in that way. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that was my my soap on John one for the day in John one 48. And I, I personally like to highlight or um, underline the verse in, in my Bible so that if I ever want to go back and find that soap, I'll know which journal to go to. And also I, I don't like to soap on the same verse twice, unless I really feel like God's trying to teach me something else in it. And so um, next time I'll know not to do John one forty eight.
0: 48. <laughs> See, I, I loved that. That's literally from such a small, a small place of scripture from uh, a verse from a, a chapter. Was it one verse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. one yes. verse from one chapter from one book in the New Testament, and and that spoke to me. I, when you were going there, I I know the passage. I was thinking about it, um, but you painted it in a different context than I I had thought about it before in terms of Nathaniel when he when he's saying he identifies him as an Israelite and in Nathaniel maybe communing with the Father. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd not thought about it that that way. Um, But what I was reminded of and what my takeaway was, was that I feel like for all of us, um, when you're seen by the Lord, it does move you to faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the greatest ways to experience being seen by the Lord is to be in the Word. Like what we're proposing, because as you're opening the Word and you're studying, and He drops this piece of Scripture that um, what is that uh, the Rama Word, the the Living Word that comes alive, and it meets you in your moment. You you're back to being Nathaniel again, where you're like, I feel like Nathaniel being seen. And your it's like it's like fresh confession. Behold, you are the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And so I love that even though this is like a very specific story, for me what I, that is like, it's that fresh revelation. You are the Son of God. After, uh, oftentimes just something as as small as being seen, and um, it's so. With that, I want to ask you, do you have any, and I'll give you a minute to think if nothing comes to, to mind, but do you have any um, really specific examples of when something has just jumped off the page to you in a soap study where you, were, where you did feel so, like it felt like it was so from the Lord, so specific to that moment, to that season
1: mm-hmm. um, that you can, can share I can I can look back through my soap journals and like see very, um, like I can I can tell what God is trying to teach me like over a long course period of time like it'll be different kind of topics but it will be um, very <laughs> similar like and I always title them so that I can kind of at a moment's notice kind of figure out uh, what I was writing about. Um, but the most powerful one that I've had recently, um, and, and this might be kind of way too out there, but, um, it was uh, out of numbers, numbers 35, 33 through 34. So you shall not pollute the land in which you are for blood pollutes the land and no expiation can be made for the land, for the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of him who shed it you shall not defile the land in which you live in the midst of which I dwell for I, the Lord am dwelling in the midst of the sons of Israel. And the Lord was teaching the Israelites about um, this promised land that he gave to them and um, teaching them about it before they went in. And um, he was teaching them about their cities of refuge and um, the blood polluting the land was what jumped off the page at me and my application was how applicable is this in America in the blood that we spill in abortion? If these doctors, advocates, and mothers are repentant and believe in Jesus for their salvation, of course, he will be their atonement. But if they do not, the Lord cannot dwell in the midst of this polluted land. And what if I am among the final generations of mothers before the Lord's return? What will be said of us? That we abandoned our post and our purpose of mothering an entire generation Um, to satisfy our own ambitions, our own comforts, our own pleasures? Have we left our homes and laid down our mantles to pick up a weapon and fight the war that is not ours to fight? This nation will be saved by mothers fortifying their families with values and morals, um, by mothers who refuse to shed any further blood because of selfishness, by mothers who encourage doing the hard thing versus the ambitious thing. And my generation can turn this around and we can say no to the ability to shed blood and to stop the pollution, which was given to us by our grandmothers and our mothers. And if we do not, the Lord cannot dwell in the midst of this land. And um, that has just kind of set off a revolution of motherhood in my spirit and um, encouraging mothers to choose to do the hard thing and to stay hooked with the hard thing, whatever that might look like, if it looks like birthing a baby, or if it looks like raising your kids, um, but he um, was reading about cities of refuge in Numbers, <laughs> and that's that soap method just really um, allowed me to hear something deeper that the Lord was kind of writing in my spirit, and on a topic that I have tried very hard to stay away from, because I don't like political topics and divisive things at all, but, um, just the, <clears throat> the way that you sit before the Lord and just say, okay, what do you have for me for this today is, gives some powerful things sometimes. I love that. And we're all, <laughs>
0: Jesse and I are like wiping away tears now when the Lord, when the pat. but that's a great example of the power of, of the Lord's word. It says that it's sharper than any double-edged sword because it, and and if you, that can sound that can sound um, violent because we are in a sinful, corrupt world, and automatically, it's hard to 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 go to a place when you hear that scripture without without context. But it's speaking of the precision of dissecting what is true, what is lie, what is life, what is death, and I love <laughs> when in the book of Numbers, written thousands ago, thousands of years ago, inspired by the same spirit that dwells in us as New Covenant believers today, God made that word come alive to you, to Jesse and I here. And I think at another time, we'll, we'll have to have a, an episode about this um, mantle of motherhood, uh, maybe a series of them. Um, in in what that looks like in this in this generation, but um, we're gonna stop there. But I'm I'm gonna shift my my prayer and just pray over that that issue. Um, you know, in the soap method, it ends with the P. It ends with prayer, and uh, this is something in our nation that it exists right now. And so we're just going to end this episode by praying for everyone everyone impacted by that. Um, and, um, yeah, anything you want to add before I do that?
1: Just that, yeah, Jesus sees us, He sees us, and, and we will stand before Him and see Him physically someday. And, um, part of this whole soap journey is, um, is to realize that we are worshiping someone, that we aren't, um, it this is not idol worship and it's not, um, a mental exercise or anything like that, that we are physically going to stand before the Lord that we are worshiping someday, and I want to imagine what that's going to look like today, and, and not just, you know, let my, let my thoughts be worried about whatever is happening around me in this world that's going to pass away, and so Jesus is seeing us, and, and um, praise God, he sees us covered in his blood
0: that makes me think of something that happened earlier this is my last rabbit trail on this episode but my my husband was um delivering this lovely table that we're setting it we were moving it from uh a, one property in our area to to this property he was pulling a trailer with his truck that had th- this table on it and my two little girls three and five were in the car with me well, he'd asked me to go get him a drink at McDonald's, and because he was pulling a trailer, he was moving slower than me. So I, I passed him, and I, I was making uh, distance ahead of him. And my 3-year-old realizes that he's not in the picture anymore, and she says, where is Dad? And I said, he's behind us, to which she takes literally as every 3-year-old would, and she looks... Um, behind her um, because she's taken her arms out of her car seat straps, which I know is a, a safety hazard. It's a, The struggle is real. And she's like wrapping her head around the seat looking for him. And she's like, he's not there. I'm trying to listen to a, pod, a different podcast from the Grove and like pausing it. And I'm like, no, Emmett, he's there. I'm like, you can't see him but he is behind us. And so this dialogue goes on for a few minutes and I felt like that it was a good teaching opportunity. And I said, Emmett, the truth is that he is behind us and he is going to the ministry house. You just can't see him right now, but that doesn't change the truth of the situation. And I explained to my girls, that's kind of how it is with God. Sometimes we can't always see God physically, although we see things about Him all the time around us, and we hear from Him. I said, so the truth is not always what you see. The truth is the truth, and that is the Word of God, and it goes back to what you're saying. We're not worshiping nothing. We're not worshiping um, a thought. We are not worshiping an idol. We are worshiping the way, the truth, and the life and uh, and praise God for that. So uh, this word will help us govern our lives not by what we see, but by what is true. the precision of the word. So thank you Lord uh, for this time, this inspired time, this time where um, you've come into our midst from opening, opening just a few verses from thousands that you have given to us. I pray, I pray for comfort in the hearts of women listening on the other side of this. I pray, uh, specific to what Carol said in the, in the end, if there is any woman that has found herself experiencing um, guilt or condemnation from a decision that she made um, relative to, to abortion or, or something of that nature, that she would just like Nathaniel feel so seen by you that she would know um, that she's loved by you, that she would know that you have uh, called her into restoration through your grace. I pray for those of us who have the ability to read our word, that have the ability to know truth, that we would not shy from it, that we would be Um, bold, bold in truth, but that we would be bold in love, that we would embody that perfection of grace and truth in the same way that Jesus Christ did. I pray that our generation be known for life, not death. We believe that. We sow that seed. We ask that you water and bring forth harvest from that. You bring the harvest, Father. Your word says that. So may we be a generation of life, a generation of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. We gather for our monthly worship gathering open to any woman who has interest the second Tuesday of every month at the Monterey in the Arts District of Durant, Oklahoma.